Okay, everybody, thanks for joining me. My name is Josh Mitchell, and you're listening to Basslingers Unrestricted. Today, on the bonus episode, midweek bonus, I'm talking to the reigning, defending Basslingers champion, Wayne Carlson, and he's going to talk to me all about his night ops win from this past Saturday, all the tips and tricks and strategies that went into it, and we even touch on a little summertime bass fishing. So let's go. Let's get this show going by conversation with Wayne Carlson. All right, guys, I'd like to welcome the reigning, defending Basslingers champion, Wayne Carlson, to the show. Thanks for joining me. How's it going? Uh, It's going great, man. Thank you for having me. Appreciate you coming on on short notice, but I wanted wanted to get you on the show and talk about that big night ops win from the past weekend. Well, it was definitely interesting. My first time out fishing at night. Yeah, it, night fishing is a it's a it's a different it's a different animal. That's for sure. It, um, you know, I, I've had it where it's been really good, and I was ex- I was expecting us to really put some fish on the board Saturday night, but I don't know with the moon and everything. But it didn't seem like uh, too many guys even got a limit, let alone caught some giants. Well, I'll tell you, man. I started. I carried five rods on the kayak. And I literally used one the whole night. Oh, um, and it, it was just that one bait that they would hit. And, you know, I missed a lot of fish because, I'm like I said, I'm not used to fishing at night. And a lot of them would hit right at the boat. Oh, yeah. Just, just falling right in. You know, I wasn't even expecting it. And then all of a sudden, boom, and I'd lose the fish because I wasn't expecting it. Yeah, yeah. Now, what, what, were you, what were you throwing? Uh, square bill? Um, no, I was actually the only bait I threw all night, man, was a black and blue chatterbait, man. With oh, no yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that that chatterbait seems to, especially the black and blue, seems to work really well at night. And I've had I've had luck with you know square bills, rattle traps, and slowing it down with the Texas rig or whatever. But um, those those night fish they can get they can get wound up sometimes, and you can really really get on them. And and I bet you they were probably just chasing you right up to the boat couldn't find it and you probably you know slowing it down to bring it in the kayak and boom they got it you know that's pretty much what happened three or four times actually <laughs> <laughs> you tend to get weight weight on it then and then it doesn't happen <laughs> yeah so but it was it was a fun night man i you know i got out there and i turned my light on to start with and i was like man this ain't gonna work because all the bugs kept attacking me yeah so I yep. finally turned the light off, and once I got my eyes focused, you know, I, I realized I threw into the tree quite a few times, but, you know, it, it is what it is. I got it out and kept right on fishing. Yeah, it, it really it really messes with your when, – you know, when you go all dark like that it and, and you kind of settle in, look at the light off for a little bit, you can really feel it, and you can really sense everything, but – I was on the bank. I was bank fishing a little canal and I was on the other side half the night. Just couldn't dial it in. But um, now, now I know you got snakes and stuff up there. You probably don't really have too many gators, I'm assuming, do you? Uh, no, not too many to deal with. Not where I fish at. Yeah, but those. The biggest things I have to deal with are the beavers. And, and we the one place I fish has a big otter, but he don't normally bother me. Yeah. And, but what about snakes? Uh, I've talked about having some snake problems though in, in the past at one of your spots. Well, one of the places I fish, man, is back in uh, off of the Greenville Airport. Um, and you can walk back there, and they're just hanging all out of the trees. Oh, um, you know, they're great big water snakes, so they don't, they won't hurt you. Most of the time, they just fall right into the water. But you're walking around the whole time on pins and needles because you don't know where they're going to come from. Oh yeah, and then if you're in the kayak at night, oh with the canopy right above you and snakes in it no thank yeah, you yeah well we didn't we didn't do that this weekend <laughs> <laughs> i went to a lake this weekend that i've been fishing um quite regularly and it's wide open it's got an island in the middle of it you know and i figured yeah. i'd do really well all the way around that island but i didn't have a bike not one really and so did you all my, all my fish came from the banks from the shoreline yeah did you find you find you caught most of your fish early when you got started or was it kind of sporadic throughout the night? 
Um, it was really sporadic throughout the night, Josh. And I'll tell you something really funny. Um, I always cast before I get in my kayak where I'm putting in. Uh, I cast three or four times. And when I pull out, I'll cast three or four times. Well, I pulled up to the bank and pulled my kayak out at 145. I picked up my rod and I casted. With a, with a rod that I had left in my rod rack sitting on the bank with a solid white chatterbait on it. And right before I pulled it out of the water, a 19.75 inch hit it, and that was my final fish of the night. Wow. Yeah, I saw that. and I saw it come across, and it looked like it was late, too. Um, it, it, it makes you wonder, are they following you around, or are you stirring up some bugs in the kayak? Or That's just that's a great strategy, though, casting them before you get in and when you get out. and. I've got to imagine you've probably done pretty good doing that or you wouldn't be doing it. Well, yeah, I, I do, honestly. I really do. And, I mean, I, I think bass are very curious animals. And, you know, they go towards noise most of the time to see what it is. Um, so you, you mentioned that you have five – You took. do you always take five rods with you when you're on the kayak or is that something just toward, geared towards when you're in tournaments? No, um, actually, I used somebody else's kayak uh, for the night ops, and it had it had a uh, crate in the back where I could put two X. So I normally carry three in my, when I'm in my kayak. Um, I fish out of an old town city, and man, that I love. I've had it for years, and I just feel comfortable fishing in it. Um, but that particular night, a buddy of mine let me use his pedal kayak so I could keep my hands and stuff free and not have to worry about paddling. Yeah, well. I mean, if you got two more extra rod holders, you know you got to fill them, right? <laughs> yep, that's correct. Yeah. Yes, sure. <laughs> they could give me eight, and I'll put eight rods in them. <laughs> uh, so, so um, forest tackle that you used for the night ops, did you have everything kind of rigged up on all five that you were yes, you were kind of thinking? Um, yeah, I had a I had a top water plug, um, had a black chatter uh, black and blue chatterbait. I had a black buzz bait, um, had a Cinco, blue, a black and blue Cinco tied on, and I had a three-quarter ounce uh, black spinner bait tied on. Well, it's interesting, and the only thing you could get bit on was the chatter bait. That's the only thing I had a bite on the whole night. Uh, you think the spinner bait would have got picked up or some kind of topwater? Well, and I, the, the lake that I was fishing, man, I normally either catch bass on topwater early, early morning at daybreak or just before dark. Um, um, during the day, they don't touch it. Wow. That, that's even uh, this time of year, has the fish been pretty sporadic for you? With Well, your weather is a little different than mine because right now I got 100 degree weather and it's they'll hit top water at lunchtime and they won't touch it at dawn or dusk. So it's it's kind of crazy right now. Well, I mean, I I normally man, I I keep it really simple, Josh. I fish with maybe three or four baits when I start out. Um, you know, I'll I'll I always have a chatterbait tied on. I always have a Cinco tied on. I always have a spinnerbait tied on. Those are my three go-to baits when I start fishing every single time I go fishing. Um, and generally I can get a bite on one of those three. Interesting. That did you start off as a spinnerbait guy and then transition to a chatterbait guy as the chatterbait got popular? Um, well, yeah, actually I did. Um, I was more of a crankbait guy. I love to throw a crankbait, man. I love to fish fast. Um, and I will tell you, my go-to is always going to be a, a Senko or a shaky head, one of the two. Yeah, I, uh, if if I can't find a fish on the first two, the chatterbait or the spinnerbait, I'm gonna drag that worm around for two or three hours till I find them. Yeah, that's that sounds uh that sounds like just about what I'm doing too with the shaky head. Uh, as far as the the sanko, how how do you rig your sankos? Um, I rig them Texas style. I just just throw a, a quarter ounce weight on the front end of it and just drag them along the bottom. Have you gotten into the wacky rig yet? No, I have not. Um, I've thrown it once or twice, man. I just, I, like I said, I'm more. I've gotten into more speed fishing, and I just, I just don't really care to fish that slow anymore. 
Now, I, yeah. I do know a couple of guys that fish out there where I fish, and that's all they throw, and they catch fish constantly, all the time. Every time they go, they wear it out. Yeah, it, it, it gets tough sometimes, and, you know, in the heat for me, going slow, it, it just, it's horrible, you know, at least when I'm going fast, it, it's, it's, it just feels better like I'm doing something, but just standing in the sun, daydreaming, looking around, but slow bumping a Senko or a, or a truck worm on a shaky head or something. It's just, it, it makes for, a, it can make for a long afternoon or a long morning if the, if the bite's not rolling, you know? And yeah, so, so I, yeah, I try to, I try to speed it up this time of year and it seems to be working. So I'm going to continue to do it. So, um, kind of going off of the tournaments here, how long ago did you, I guess I, I should start fishing online tournaments and kind of how, how did you find out about them to get started? Um, honestly, man, I was scrolling through Facebook one afternoon and I saw a fishing tournament, a lucky go fishing tournament. And I told my wife, I said, I think I'm going to fish in this because I've just gotten back into fishing again, man. I had quit bass fishing for better part of 25 years. Oh, geez. And I've just gotten back into it the last two years, man. And the first of the middle of uh, 2020, I decided I was going to fish that tournament. And I think I ended up I ended up third place in that tournament. Um, and then, you know, I joined Bass Slingers and kind of got into that a little bit and I started fishing uh Lunker Legend tournaments. Um and then at the end of the year last year and then when Jay and everybody Bass Slingers released the schedule for this year, um, you know, I set a personal goal for myself to win Angler of the Year and fish every tournament that I could. Yeah. So that's pretty much what I've done. I mean I've fished a lot of Lunker Legend tournaments, um, done well in those. Um, I think the worst I've finished in one of those is fifth. Yeah, those Lunker Legends, I think I've fished one or two, and it's always, always got a lot of good anglers in it. And it's a, it's a tournament series in its own right. And, and I, I love how that's kind of what got me hooked on the Bass Slingers before I was involved or it was having that pre-season, if you want to say, tournament re- or schedule release and able to, like I've said on the past, like set my own call for the year off that. And it always doesn't work that way. But, you know, at least I can you know, and be able to schedule the other tournaments that I want to do as well. It, 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 it's, you know, like I said, the Lunker, there's a couple of them that I really like. And the, the Lunker Legends is one of them. And, and um, you know, hopefully I can fish some more of those uh, in the future. But um, so outside of night offs because it's hard to it's hard to pre-fish a, a night tournament um you know you're gonna have to go out the the night before but you know friday night might have been tough and and uh, but typical tournaments do you try to get out and pre-fish or do you kind of dial in on all your spots and you kind of know what's going to happen well generally man i'll go out to three or four different places throughout the week and I'll check out what's going on in the ponds. Um, you know, I'll fish hour or two, and then I'll pick the pond that I'm going to fish. And, you know, generally, I don't normally – I used to fish every day, man, but my arm has got to the point – my right arm has got to the point where I can't have any more shots. So, you know, it's either lay off of fishing and just have faith in what you're going to do the day of the tournament and that's pretty much what I've what I've done. You know, I didn't fish Friday. I came back from vacation early, um, actually three days early, to fish this tournament. I didn't fish Friday at all. I got up Saturday morning at five o'clock and six o'clock I was on the water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, maybe uh, seems like then maybe you should start trying to learn how to fish left-handed. You ever try that? I, I, I do fish left-handed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm left-handed. I actually got a couple right-handed reels, and okay, I'm right-handed. learning to throw those. How's that going? Um, it's going pretty well, man. Actually, I can throw with both, you know, both hands. Um, I can bat with both hands. Okay. You know, so it's just me continuing to use them 
and make myself use them, you know, I just feel more comfortable with a rod in my right arm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, now, because I noticed every time that I'm in a tournament with you, um, you seem to get on the fish pretty early. And so that that, that kind of was was making me at, well, that's why I wanted to know how much free fishing you do to kind of know, you know, you get there early six, seven o'clock and to get dialed in already. Um, it, I get the sense though that you, you probably have a pretty good idea now fishing all these spots for a while that, you know, the morning bite, you probably know where to go in the pond and kind of roughly between a bait or two, what you're probably going to pick a couple up off of, you know? Yep. I mean, it depends on where I go, like the place I fish Saturday, man. Um, I know when I get there from 6 a.m. until 1030, I'm good to go. After 1030 yeah. to about three o'clock, fishing dies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? um, and, you know, every place is different. I fish four or five different lakes here in Greenville and, and a couple ponds. Um, and they're all different. You know, you just have to figure out that schedule when they're going to be biting and hope you're right. Yeah. Now, um, I believe you guys just got a ton of rain. Did that, did that kind of mess with the patterns of these fish when you've been out? Um, well, I was told we got a ton of rain and Greenville was flooded. So I was really worried and concerned about that, Josh, when we were on the way home. Um, I got home and actually you know, Matthew Willard had gone out and uh, sent me some pictures and stuff of one of the ponds that I fish in regularly um, to let me know that that one was okay. And then I went over and looked at the lake that I fished in on Saturday and it was fine as well. Um, so it really didn't affect it a whole lot. It did make the water a lot dirtier, um, but I'd rather fish in dirty water any day of the week than clear water. Oh yeah. I, I, I agree completely. I, I seem to, I don't, well, I don't have too many places that I fish that are super, super clear, but I, I tend to avoid those places. I just, I always struggle and I, I, I'm like, a, I think you're kind of the same way. I'm a black and blue guy. I'm a dark color guy. So give me some muddy water, give me some laydowns and I'm good to go. Yep. I'm the same way, man. So now when these bass up, up where you are, you're in North Carolina, right? Yes, sir. So, um, from from spawn to summer how how do you transition to finding these fish when they're moving from the shallows they're going deep spawn's all done um what's your technique what's what do you do to get on these bass still because it seems like you never really slow down um well man in the in the spawn i fish up close to the banks 20 30 you know yards off the banks and just cast into them um, I literally crushed it this year um, every single day of the week doing that. And all I was throwing was a little bitty um, three-inch swim bait um, with, with a, with a uh, quarter-ounce piece of lead on it, dude, and just throwing it up next to the banks. And it's most of the time, as soon as it hit the water, I'd have a fish on um, Oh, wow. As, as the summer, as the heats come on and, you know, they've come out of spawn, what I normally do is just back away from the shore a little bit 25, 30 yards, move out 50 yards, and then start casting. Um, you know, and I, I look for the deep spots in the lake because I know that's where they're going when it starts to get hot. Oh, so yeah. if I know there's a deep pocket there somewhere, um, you know, for instance, one of the places I fish where the island is, man, it's got a trough about nine feet deep cut all the way around that island. In the middle of the summer, and it's 105 degrees here, those fish are going to be down in that hole. Oh yeah, they they'll sit right on that. I, I'm dealing with it now. They're sitting right on that ledge. You know, they're finding yep. that that perfect uh, that perfect depth, and they'll they'll work up and down that ledge. And you can you can catch a lot of bass this time of year if you can find them and find that ledge where they're sitting. Well, my my favorite part about this time of year, man, is a lot of places we fish. You know, the shad or the shad are hatching. The the bass have already hatched and. You know, they're they're feeding. They're feeding on all those. I mean, that's just like the last tournament I fished. I used that little bitty Slim Shady, and everybody laughed at me, man. But, you know, yeah. I thought the fish want to eat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I agree with you there. And and I, I saw on Facebook, uh, you commented on somebody's something that um, you follow the birds as well. 
Yes. Um, that particular tournament, man, I fished in the rain all day long. Um, and the wind was blowing terrible. So what I'd do is I'd back up to the island in my kayak and we'd just watch the birds. I'd sit there, man, and watch the birds and watch the birds. And when they'd start diving, you know, maybe if one would dive, that's no big deal. But when five or six or 10 of them start diving in one spot, there's fish there. And mm. nine times out of 10, you could just see the water boiling where the bass were, were just coming up at feeding on those baby bass. And yeah. pretty much, you just throw anything out there, they'd hit it. Yeah. So then you're really not even having to try to find them in the different water columns. It's just pretty much when you get something in there that moves, they're probably on it. Well, that's correct. In in that case, yeah, when they're schooling like that, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, um, I think in one of the tournaments, um, I was posting pictures on the dual league. I had my rack of rods sitting there, man. And I, I had fished all up and down the bank that day. I was bank fishing, didn't catch a thing. And I stopped at one spot and I casted. As soon as it hit the water, boom, a fish. Cast it again, a fish. And I had caught like seven or eight fish like that. I turned around and started grabbing rods with different baits and just casting. Wow. Um, you know, I threw a Jeff Wheeler uh, lipless crankbait that uh, Kyle Grigsby talked about. He was like, man, was that a wheeler bait? And I'm like, dude, I'm telling you, it don't matter what I throw out here. As soon as it hits the water, they're hitting. Wow. It, you, you see, yeah, it just writes that right spot. And, you know, who knows what the water looks like under there. You get that shad moving around. They get all fi- those baskets so fired up and they're just, they'll eat anything. Anything that moves, they're, they're going to get you. And, and I, I've got into that a few times and, and, but you know, sometimes it's not like that for me though. I'll, I'll get those shad spawn like that. And, and, you know, I'll, I'll throw a jerk bait through there and nothing. And then I'll throw my underspin, nothing. And then it'll be something real weird, like a, like a chartreuse chatterbait that'll set them off. So, you know, down here it's, it's, so, you know, but a lot of times too, though, I'll get them where, where they're, they're on fire like that and anything I throw. And then the next time I see them like that, I, it's four or five baits before I can find the one. And it's usually not the one that you're going to think. That's so it's, correct. It's, you know, but are, so are you a guy that um, when you're in these tournaments and you got your five rods set up and, you know, you're going and you're struggling a little bit, weather, can't find the fish, whatever. Um, now, are, are you digging deep in your box and you're throwing everything you got or are you just sticking with what you know and just going to ride it out? Um. Man, normally, Josh, what I do, I got a little yellow bag that I carry in my um, kayak with me. And I'll open up my trays. I, I have a minivan that I keep all my tackle in. I um, mean, it's packed. I ain't lying. It's packed. But, I bet. I bet. Um, I'll, I'll go through all those boxes when I get to where I'm going. I'll pick out the baits that I want to throw that day. And whatever fits in that bag is what goes in that bag. And that's all I fish with. Oh geez. So are you so you're not taking then ten different soft plastics, five different weight, four different weight sizes and oh, you're no, just... no, no, no. No. I'm I'm picking out a couple crankbaits, couple chatterbaits, couple different Cinco's, um, couple crankbaits, couple spinner baits, different colors of all, and that's what I throw, man. Yeah, I mean that's, you know, maybe I should start doing that when I go out in my kayak because I seem to take everything. But, I mean, if you get – if you're covering, a, you know, like a spinnerbait and a chatterbait, you got a black and blue and you got a white, I mean, you're pretty much covered there, you know. Yeah. And then you you get a watermelon uh, watermelon green and a black and blue Senko and then maybe a, a random, you know, a random one or something. I mean, you're covered there. So you could, you could pack real light and still be pretty effective in all your bases. Well, I, when I first started fishing these tournaments, Josh, I'm not going to lie. I carry a whole backpack, man, be 75 pounds of, of tackle, you know. Oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. and at the end of the day, I'm like, why are you carrying this? Because you're only throwing eight or nine baits throughout the whole day. So why carry this whole bag? Just carry a little bag with you. It takes 70 pounds of weight out of my kayak, especially paddling. Oh, yeah. um, you know, it just it just makes it that much easier. And it makes me have to fish and learn to catch the fish with the baits that I brought. Yeah, that's, 
And that's a great point. You know, you're going to challenge yourself and you're going to have to, you know, trust yourself to figure out the water, figure out the conditions and find those fish, especially if you know the colors are going to work there. Just a matter of finding where they're at in the lake and, you know, and getting the colors that you do have in front of them. And I'm the same, I'm the same way, Wayne. I, I mean, I don't need the extra weight in my kayak. I can tell you that for sure. But, um, adding in my, I, I take my big backpack. I got, you know, box of crankbaits, box of rattle traps, box of jerk baits, all my wire baits, all my, you know, 25 different soft plastics, and then my hook container, my hook box. And, and, um, yeah. And then I, I'll leave for the night and I've thrown three things, you know, yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm like, why, why do I do that? And, but I, I look at it and I'm like, well, I got to have those. You never know if that square bill bite's going to get on. Well, I'm not going to throw the square bill. I already know going out there. I'm not going to. And I, I'll, I'll, I'll go down with my shaky head. And if I know it's a shaky head lake and I can't, I just can't pull it off and throw on that, that, you know, that random uh, square bill color or rattle trap. And, and that's kind of what I, I've been using my out that I, I have a pond that um, runs up to my property and, and I, um, I live, yeah, central Florida. It's not a gated community, but it's, it's a big neighborhood. And, and, you know, when we moved into this house, I, I, I really kind of got the house cause I had the pond in the back. And um, so, but as soon as we got moved in and everything, you know, the first thing I had to do was go back there and, and I'm looking and all I see is tilapia beds and it's two foot deep. Well, Another part of the pond, I decided to fish recently, and it's turned out that it's full of just giants. And um, the fishing has been tremendous. I found them. I found, and believe it or not, as hot as it is down here, I'm, I'm burning a rattle trap and then popping it, and these fish are just going crazy for it. But, um, but my point being though that with this, with this, um, with this pond behind my house, it's challenging me to kind of get good at the square bill and the colors and the, the, and the different um, water conditions to where now I'm feeling a little bit more confident game in my square bill game. So when I go to these other lakes, yeah, now I kind of will pull off that shaky head and throw on those, like I said, rattle traps or square bill. Cause I've learned them, you know, and I know I'm rambling, but um, it's, it's kind of, I'm kind of using my, using my backyard to kind of teach me different baits. So it's working out great. Well, you know, I I'm all about throwing a crankbait, man. And if I if I don't catch anything on the chatter, on the spinner, or that cinco, I'm gonna put a crankbait on, and I will work the water for hours. And most of the time, when you find them, you can eat them up on that crankbait, man. And it's just oh, yeah. fun to me. Oh yeah, I love a good crankbait bite. And unfortunately, though, down here lot of grass so there's not a lot of spots that i can fish a crankbait and you know i, I will in the spawn uh winter time the grass is down a little bit here but um I, that's one of the things i don't like about down here is i wish i was able to fish more of the um the the hard moving baits but it's just not that easy um, with all the weeds and lily pads and i mean who am i to say that though I, mean, I got i can fish a frog anywhere i want so yeah now um you get into much frog fishing up there um, I've thrown the frog about four times this year, man. I, I was really? kind of like Jay. I was kind of like Jay there for a while. Every I'd have 500 <laughs> blowups in one day and I wouldn't catch any. So I, I pretty much gave up on the frog. I like to throw the uh, flat-sided whopper plopper. Um, oh, really? I love to throw those, man. The little small 110s or the 75s. Throw them up next to the bank and burn them up for a second and just stop them. And most of the time, that's when I get hit. Wow. Yeah. Um, now, far as your top water, are you able to throw that all winter long, or is that just kind of a summer thing for you? Um, I normally start throwing it early spring. You know, February, somewhere around there. Um, you know, it depends on the weather here, man. Some, you know, some. Like last year, we really didn't have a bad winter. I mean, September, yeah. October, November, it was still 70, 80 degrees. So I'm fishing just like I normally would. Yeah. Yeah. Spoiled with that perfect 70 degrees, 65 degrees, you know. I mean, it's just beautiful out. 
Well, yeah, that's kind of like Saturday, man, um, during the duels. Everybody was coming off the water, you know, in Houston and everywhere else because it was 94, 95 degrees. I was sitting in my kayak. It was 77 degrees with a light breeze. Oh, man. <laughs> all, all day to fall, bro. Uh, I'm jealous. And this, this time of year is the – this is the worst fishing season for Florida. And um, I don't go uh, – I, I shouldn't say that. I, I'm, a, I'm going out four or five uh, – five, six days a week, even if it's just for an hour before dark. But it's it's miserable. So, like, for, for me to do a duel and – and some of these day tournaments we got coming up or weekend tournaments, it's, it's tough. It's tough to be out there for as long as I'd like to. And, and, but you know, I, I enjoy it, but the bites harder down here in the summertime and it's hot, man. And so, you know, that, I, I, I can't wait for the winter to come back around and get that 78 and breezy. Like you got, it sure is nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, well, I might stand a chance then, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah I'm definitely. Um, I've been, I've been looking forward to our duel. Um, for anybody that still doesn't know, you and I got a week six duel coming up, and and um, yeah, I've been looking forward to testing my skills. So, um, I, I have been actually looking forward to man. I really have. Yeah. yeah. So it'll, it'll, it'll be, it'll be exciting, and I'm kind of hoping we both can get on the fish and and both put a high number up to make it kind of fun, you know, but you know, fish, you know, you know how fishing they're going to do, but. Um, well, see, see the way I look at our duel, Josh is this, either I lose and I get a second chance to win the duel league or I win. So yeah. either way, it's a win for me. Yeah. Yep. So I still and, get to fish again, regardless. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's good <laughs> for you. <laughs> well, well, now, but see, I got all the pressure because I got four or five guys with one loss. So I'm the only hope left for them to have a chance for all the, the prizes and everything. Because if, if you if you win, then, yeah, like you said, you're good. You got it. But if if I win, then, then they all got another chance. So, every, you know, they're all like, come on, man, you need some biggins, you know, and I want to, I want to fish for the, I want to fish, you know, the following week for, for the, for the prizes and everything. And I'm like, come on, man, no pressure guys. Yeah, I'm going to try, you know, I'm going to do, well, who knows? I don't, you know, I don't really, I wouldn't say I don't let it bother me um, anymore, but I do. Yeah, normally, normally the night before a big duel or something, just like when you and I duel, man, I'll be up at 4 o'clock in the morning wide awake oh, thinking yeah. about what I'm going to do, how I'm going to do it, and then when I get to the pond, I don't do any of it. <laughs> same way. <laughs> I'm, the same, I, I'm the same way, Wayne. I, I'll, I'll be so fired up the night before, and I'll be talking myself like, man, bring your A game. I'm going to throw this. Oh, they're going to slam this, and, and I'll get there, and – as soon as I get there, I'll tie something else on. <laughs> I, I, I'm the same way, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how I was for uh, the night ops. You know, um, we started at nine, so I left about eight thirty to head to my spot. And about eight o'clock, I'm kind of walking around the house, and my wife's kind of winding down for the night, and her and my daughter are watching a movie, and and I'm kind of like pacing around the house, talking a little smack to myself, and and just kind of getting fired up. My wife looks at me, she goes, "What the hell's wrong with you?" And I'm like, "I got a tournament tonight. I'm excited, you know." She, you know, she doesn't understand, and she won't even listen to the podcast for me to to hear what I'm saying about her. But um, uh, that, yeah. that's funny, man. Because I I called her bass the other night at eleven o'clock, a little after eleven. And I sent my wife a picture of it in a text. And she said, that's nice. I'm going to sleep now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that, that, that's that's exactly the same thing. Uh, yesterday, I caught a 7.05 behind the house. And, and I sent my wife a picture. I told her I was just going to go out for an hour. And so I sent her the picture when I'm out there. And, and she, she responds with, cool, what do you want for dinner? And I'm like, do you understand? <laughs> it's a seven-pound bass. Like, that uh, you that know, was she, a too, brother. Yeah, oh man, I I wish I would have had the length on it too, but I I didn't take the board out. I wasn't expecting it, but um, yeah, I think just it just golf engulfed that uh, rattle trap, man. It was, I thought I was snagged, man. That thing hit, and whew, there was a guy watching, which was perfect because he was able to take a picture for me. Um, normally, I don't see anybody, but um, yeah, it worked out great, and I didn't realize that there's that big of fish. The biggest I got behind me was six 
six three five, and I didn't realize there was fish that big back there. But yeah, I got lucky. I'll take it. But um, yeah, so I mean, it's just it's just funny how our and I got some buddies too that their wives just all right, cool. I got my buddy. He's got a YouTube channel and he Facetimed his wife when he caught a 10, 10 and a half pounder last year and his, and his wife could, she was, she couldn't have been more not interested. He's like crying on the phone and, and like showing her this 10 pound bucketless fish, you know? And, and she's just like, okay, cool. When are you going to be home? And he was <laughs> devastated. He was devastated when, <laughs> well, that's your spouse. You want her to be excited for you. And when they're not, it's just a fish to them, man, you know? Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. They, they don't realize. I mean, you know, she, she sees, my wife sees, you know, the seven pounder, but she doesn't realize that 25 hours that I fished all week where I didn't get a bite or didn't catch nothing really even to take a picture of, you know, she didn't realize the grind just to get that fish. That's right. So, I mean, that's, that's what makes it so exciting when you finally get that good one and you, you, you earned it and put that time in to get it. It's, it's awesome. It's a great, it's a great feeling when that rod bends, man. And you know, it's a good one. There's nothing that beats it, man. So, so, okay, well, moving on here, Wayne, um, do you see yourself doing a lot more night fishing? We'll just say even without tournaments, just trying to get out in the summer and take, maybe take the old yak out and try to Oh some yeah, biggins. definitely, man. Definitely. I hooked into some fish the other night that, I mean, I've been fishing this lake for a long time and I've caught some big fish out of it, but some of the fish I lost the other night, man, um, I'd like to have really seen. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know? Um, and now that I know what to expect, um i'll definitely be back out there you know i've already contacted a friend today and said hey man i did this saturday night we have got to go yeah you know? um, oh yeah it, it's it's a new experience for me plus you know in this we got hot weather coming now too so if i'm not fishing early morning it's nothing for me to drive down the road 15 minutes and jump in my kayak because i leave my kayak there oh perfect um, you know so all i gotta do is get out throw my rods in and start paddling yeah, that's that's nice, man. Fifteen minutes in the kayak, you're you're ready to go. And you know they say they say these big bass, um, nighttime is what if you're gonna get your big bass, you know, trophy bass, this time of year it's you're gonna get them at night. And I I believe that. I I'd like to get some night more night fishing in myself. But um yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, Josh, I mean, this is a true story. I was over in the corner of this lake the other night. And I had casted and casted and casted and hadn't had any bites. And I turned my kayak and I was pedaling. And about 20 feet from me, dude, something come up out of the water and busted. And I, I took my rod and I was going to cast in that direction. And whatever it was, it was so big. I was like, no, nah, I don't think we're going to do that. <laughs> oh, wow. I, you know, because you don't know what it is. Yeah. But at the yeah. same time, you're like, man, that was a monster fish, whatever it was. And I just couldn't make myself throw over there. I was like, man, you got a little bitty net. You don't have your gun on you. You know, <laughs> let's just paddle along. <laughs> oh, yeah. Especially if you're out there at night by yourself, you know, and your mind can start messing with you, too. So, yeah, no, I've been there. Um, well, down here, I get the gator. So, when I sometimes when I get stuff like that, I'll just. Well, I'm not, I'm not night fishing in my kayak though. I, I, I'm not down here. That'd be crazy, but people do it. But, um, yeah, in the daytime though, if I get a splash like that, it's, I'm usually looking at a, probably a gator or something. So I start, I haul ass, I get out of there. I don't blame you. (laughs) I've knock on wood. I haven't had any, I've been around the gators in the kayak, but I haven't, I haven't had anything, um, anybody come close to me or even kind of get curious. So, but you know, we're just getting off a uh, gator mating season right now. So uh, usually spots that are good fishing uh, that, but I take the kayak and a lot of lily pads and there's big 10, 12 foot gators in there. I've seen. And when they're in mating season, I don't, I won't take the kayak out. It's too, too dangerous or too territorial. So just get me on the bank then I'll be good. I understand. <laughs> At least that way you can run, right? Yeah, well, I ain't running far, but I at least run faster than I can paddle. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, even though sometimes I'll go out and I'll be like, "Oh man, it's it's." I, I usually don't take a gun with me. I'll take like I got like a four foot machete, I, and because I always I always feel for me I feel safer with that than if I had a handgun. Because I 
I figure that the, the, the whole, the size of the area, you have to hit these gators with a, with a gun. And I, I don't trust myself to hit that spot, but I, I feel more comfortable knowing if a gator's trying on the, chewing on the side of my kayak and I grab my sharp machete that I could probably fend them off a little easier that way. But I hope I don't have to find out either way, to be honest with you. But, um, so, all right, here, we're moving along here, Wayne. Um, like this time of year, do you prefer to fish in the morning or do you prefer uh, night, uh, evening fishing? I won't even go night fishing. It's just morning or evening fishing. In the morning, definitely. Um, I mean, you know, to me, the ba- in the morning, the bass are still up close. Um, you know, they hadn't moved back out to deep water yet. They're, you know they're up on that shallow feeding at night. So I always get out there, man, first daybreak. And I'll fish, like I said, from 6, 5, 36 o'clock in the morning till 10 or 11. And when the bite slows down, I just call it a day. Yeah. Do you get that uh, that mid midday surge where they'll kind of turn on for maybe 45 minutes and turn right back off? Generally, I mean, it depends on where I'm fishing. Um, you know, sometimes they do and sometimes I don't. You know, some some of the lakes that I fish – They'll bite all day long, but then, you know, a couple of lakes and ponds that I fish, man, they just, it's like, I know when I go there, I got three or four hours to catch them, and then yeah. there's going to be five or six hours up until six thirty, seven o'clock, right before dark, they're, then they're going to start biting again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, it seems, it's just really sporadic right now, and, and um, yeah, for me, I haven't caught a fish after seven o'clock at night in three weeks. I don't know why. Normally you think, you know, kind of evening, seven, eight o'clock here, they're going to kind of turn on a little bit, but nope, I'll get, I'll get that like five o'clock. I'll get the midday has been my best. And then I'll get the five o'clock till about six forty-five, where they'll be really good. And that's it. Wow. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I love fishing the, the, the sun, the sunrise and the sunset. That's my two favorite times to fish. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. I still, I'll still get the sunrise and do pretty good, but set though, this, just this time of year though, you get me when they're pre-spawn, spawn, post-spawn, uh, they'll, they'll up until I, I can't take the mosquitoes anymore. But, um, right now I don't know why. And my guess is they're probably moving. It's not that they're not biting. They're probably moving off to off of where I'm fishing. And I just haven't figured out where they're going yet. To be honest, they're probably still going to bite, but I just can't, I can't figure out where they're going. So probably somewhere shallow and where the, where the shad are. I should probably start paying attention to that and figure it out. But I move a lot when I'm fishing the bank, you know? Oh, really? Yeah, I do, man. I'll, one of the lakes I fish is, is 37 acres, man. I'll walk around that thing twice. Oh, and, see. you know, just keep casting, keep casting and keep casting. And sooner or later, you know, you, once you find them where they're at, then it's on. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. It, that's that's you know love. you just keep moving around and i tend to i tend to find my points and where i've had success and just and you know if i know the pond well i know where the ledges are i'll just pick my spots and grind it out and sometimes though if it's not too hot i'll i'll do what you do and i'll i'll just keep i'll keep i'll keep looping the lake till i find them i've had success with both so um, yeah you know but all right well let's uh I'm going to give you some uh, Facebook questions here. Um, I put something out on the, on the, on the Bass Slingers um, Facebook page and got, got, some, uh, got some pretty interesting questions for you here. Um, the first one comes from Blake. He's, he makes me call him White Rock. Hennigan. <laughs> um, no, I'm teasing you. Um, but, um, but he says, uh, hey, Wayne, um, why you got to sling all them big bass? Question mark. It's, it's hard for the rest of us living in your shadow, LOL. And then he says, uh, serious question. What is your go-to lure when it's big fish time? Um, that's going to be a black and blue chatterbait all day, man. Yeah. I say that. I, actually, yeah. I kind of thought you might have said uh, crankbait. But... Well, I'll tell you, I throw a, a black and blue chatterbait 99% of the time. I have a red chatterbait. And that's black stripes running through that I've probably caught two or three hundred fish. Oh wow! Um, okay, and I do I do throw that a lot as well. Yeah. 
Probably, yeah. Like you said, probably just depends where you are and, you know, what they want. But, um, all right. So, next question comes from Jay Fouts. He asks, uh, Wayne, do you fish one spot for all your tourneys or hit different chunks of water? Um, the first two tournaments I fished with Bass Slingers this year, I fished in two different spots. Um, the one in January, I had never fished that lake, and I actually caught the biggest fish uh, that I've caught in a tournament this year in that lake, and actually it was on that red and black chatterbait I was just telling you about. Oh, wow. How big was it? Um, uh, I think that one was 692. Ooh, that's a chunk, man. Um, and she hit right at the edge of the kayak. I watched her hit it, dude. Really? Yep. I was pulling it up off the, just pulling my rod up, getting ready to pull the bait out. And I looked down and she was coming up behind it and I just dropped it back in the water and she drilled it. Ooh, that's, I love seeing that. It's hard, it's hard to catch those fish because you get excited, but man, that's, that's a lot of fun watching them just take that bait. Yep. Um, and you know, the second tournament I fished out of a, out of behind an old concrete pond, man, Meadowbrook, and I caught those three big bass, um, I caught three bass in 30 minutes on a rattle trap in probably a foot and a half of water. And the smallest one was five and a half pounds. Woo. That's a toad, man. And never would have expected it. You know, the yeah. picture would mean the first uh, championship photo, man. That was one of the, that was the first bass I caught that morning. Yeah. And then the second, the, the two other ones after that, I caught right there, probably 15 feet from shore. Just, just ripping a chatterbait. Uh, excuse me, a rattle trap through the water. Wow! And um, I'm assuming you found those fish uh, just by, like what you said earlier, just kind of walking, walking the pond and keep casting. Yeah, well, I got there that morning, man, and I fished a little sandbank that I normally fish, and I walked around the other side of the pond, um, which is really shallow, and. It, it drops off a little bit there. So I started casting out way deep. And, uh, you know, I noticed when I got to shore a little closer, I kept seeing big swirls in the water and I cast it and drug it through there. That's when I caught the first big one. And the next two came within 15 minutes, 20 minutes of each other, man. And, you know, that, that was 60 inches of fish right there, right out of the gate. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right, yeah. That's, I mean, you get three 20-inch fish, that's, that's that's tough to beat, man. I I know that's tough. That's tough to right out the gate like that, and that's demoralizing for the other guys. Um, all right, here two more two more Facebook questions for you, Wayne. Um, Kyle Kyle Grigs, Grig, Grigsby from uh, Dem Fellers, he's got a good question for you. He says, "What do you typically do if they aren't biting? Move or change lures?" And how long does it take before you start thinking about doing one of those things? I, I, you can touch on it. I, we've kind of already talked about that a little bit. If you want to touch on it again, though, I'd appreciate it. Yeah. Um, you know, like I said earlier, I have three rods tied up generally in my kayak. And I'll, you know, I'll throw a bait 10 or 15 minutes. If I don't get nothing on that, I'll reach back and grab another rod. Um, you know, and I'll try that three or four times with those three baits, man, and if I don't get anything, then, yeah, I'm going to tie something else on, um, you know, and that's like we were talking about earlier. That's when I start throwing something white or something red yeah. or, you know, something different just to see if I can get them to to get a reaction bite out of them and find out what they're looking for that day. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, a great, tra- great strategy. Uh, you know, but as far as changing uh, spots I fish for tournaments and stuff like that, man, if I go to a lake to fish a tournament, I don't leave. I stay there. I don't. I don't change ponds or lakes. Yeah. Now, um, I kind of think I know the answer to this from talking to you during tournaments. So, but like, if you're in a tournament, do you fish all day, or do you t- stop for lunch and a few hours to kind of get in the air condition and cool off for a little bit? Um. Yeah. A lot of the guys in the duels can probably tell you this, Josh. I, I'm on the water at six a.m. And most of the time, I don't leave until it's time to quit. Oh, yeah. I knew that. I just wanted to hear it out of your mouth. <laughs> You've told yeah. me that before. <laughs> yeah. No, you know, and I mean, last week, last Friday, um, I did take a break. Or, excuse me, Saturday, I did take a break, a couple-hour break, because I knew we had the tournament coming up. Yeah. Um, so, I quit fishing early, about 7. 
And I came home, got something to eat, you know, sat around, relaxed for a little while, and then I went back out. But normally I'm on the water at six. I don't quit until nine. Whew, that's that's a lot of dedication, man. I that's I wish I I, I don't think I could do that. I, I wish I could. My mind tells me I could, but man, my body I I'll have to get off my feet. And uh, for me being fair skinned, I got a I got a sunblock on and get out of the sun and for a few hours. But I. I know, and that's the thing that gets me too, because, you know, if I'm in a tournament with you and, and I got a good bag going and, and I stop for lunch and I know you're still out there too. So, uh, and, and I'll, I'll be sitting on my couch and I'll be scoreboard watching and I'll see you catch another one or two. And, and it just burns my, it burns my ass. Cause I know, <laughs> I know I need to get back out, but I'm like, I'm like, I just can't yet. I can't, you know? And, and if I do, I'll fade out before the before the night bite picks up, and and it'll get me. But um, yeah, you know, I'll tell you, I don't I don't stay in that kayak all day. Okay. Um, you know, I've had two major back surgeries, man. I'm I've got six bolts and two rods running up my lower back. So oh, geez, I'll swap out occasionally. I'll stay in the kayak three or four hours, then I get out and get on the bank. Yeah. Once I get stretched out for an hour or so. I'll, I'll jump right back in my kayak and go right back to fishing. Yeah, I got to imagine that walking will kind of loosen you up a little bit too, getting out of that kayak. Yes. So, all right, Wayne, well, I got questions for you. One of them is to Facebook, and then I got another one that I want to hit you with. But the last, the last question from fa- Facebook comes from Blake Dodson. He asked, uh, in the dog days of summer, what is your go-to presentation to get those bass to eat? Um, honestly, I asked my, I read your thing and I asked my wife this earlier and she said, I already know what you're going to say. Um, that would be a, that would be a Cinco, man. Just dragging it. Just yeah. drag, fishing a slow Cinco. I know they're laying on the bottom. You just got to get it in front of them. Yeah. Um, I, I tend to agree with you on that one. It's, if they're not if they're gonna if they're not biting and you're gonna get them on anything, it's probably a Senko, you know. Um, so, um, actually, I actually got two more questions, Wayne. I kind of lied to you there. Um, oh, you're fine. <laughs> the uh, I'll ask you this one first, and then I'll get to the, the uh, my other question. What's your favorite lure and why? Um, my favorite lure is a chatterbait, man. And the reason why is because you can fish it so many different ways. Um, you know, you can, you can blister it through the water or you can fish it like a jig and bounce it off the bottom. Um, you know, it, it, yo-yoing it back in, you know, dragging it across the bottom, just a little bit of vibration. Um, you know, like Jay says all the time, slow rolling it. Yeah. That's just keeping it just barely off that bottom and that blade's barely moving. So um, have you been a chatterbait guy since, from the beginning since chatterbaits came out, or is that something you kind of picked up because you kind of saw everybody was catching some hogs with it? I've fished with, with chatterbaits for years, um, and I just I really didn't throw them a whole lot. You know, I was, I was more of a worm person, and – the more I bass fished and, and got to throwing them and got to throwing them and just learned how to actually use them. Um, you know, it, like I said, there's so many ways to fish with them, man. It, that's why I like them so much. Yeah. It, 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 there's four or five ways just off the top of my head that I can think of to fish for them. And you're really, you know, anything you're going to come across in the lake from any depth, uh, any presentation you kind of really want, you you can get it, you know, you can get it with the chatterbait and, it's funny because I've asked, I've had four guests on now, and two out of the four have said chatterbait for their favorite bait, and and um, and Jeff Wheeler said frog, but he also is like one A and one B is a chatterbait, so um, you know that very easily could have been a chatterbait for him. But it just seems like everybody's using chatterbaits, and you know guys are getting really dialed in with them chatterbaits, and they're catching a lot, and they're catching some big fish with that, you know. Well, that's been my go-to for all these tournaments, man. It really has. And, yeah. I mean, I throw a lot of different baits, but if I can't catch anything on, on anything else, I'm going to tie a chatterbait on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, you know, on top of everything, too, it's it's obviously one of your confidence baits. So, you know, you, you know eventually you're going to get them turned on to a chatterbait. And, 
and keep keep going with it, you know. I mean, it'll work eventually. Yep. So, the last question I have for you, and I, I kind of mean this kind of not being dead serious, but uh, just having a little fun with you. Um, so, with all these tournaments and everything, are you feeling the pressure to keep winning? Um. Yeah, my wife sitting next to me going, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I should let her answer that question. <laughs> no, um, actually, yeah, I do, man. Um, you know, that's that's kind of like I just, you know, I don't know. I just feel like I've done so well, and I don't want to let myself down. Oh yeah. Um, you know, I I feel like, hey, when I leave the house in the morning to go fish one of these tournaments, what's on my mind? I ask the good Lord, Lord, just please watch out for me and let me catch fish today. Yeah. You know, and He's blessed me. Uh, yeah. but, you know, I, I can only say that with the utmost confidence. You know, when I get to the lake, brother, I get on my hands and knees and say, Lord, please. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, and, it's working. <laughs> I, yeah. And I mean, I do that every time I fish a tournament, man. Yeah. Well, you know, you know it, sometimes it, I don't catch fish, but, you know, I, nine times out of 10, I do. Yeah. And um, I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that one, Nine out of ten that one time. Hey, is, uh... <laughs> I knew where uh, that was going. <laughs> I know you do. I know you do. But uh no, I I I, I do I joke with you. I hope I you know, I love I I love seeing people catch fish and I love seeing people catch a lot of fish. And you know, I of course we're all competitive and we want to win tournaments, but you know, it's fishing and you don't see it a lot as much as I'd like to nowadays, but you know, now, you know, people can be happy for other people. People can encourage other people and, you know, fishing's a, a very healthy, fun hobby and I encourage everybody to do it. And I root for everybody to catch as many fish as they can and as big of fish as they can, regardless of um, competing with them in a tournament or fishing right next to them. You know, I mean, I, I agree 100%, man. I mean, so that's that's really it, Wayne. I got you for about an hour here, and I don't want to hold you up too much longer. Um, I guess the last thing is if you want to tell anybody where they can follow you on any social media and see all these donkeys you're catching, and then if you had any shout-outs for any sponsors or any lures you like that you'd like to you know, give some props to, it's all yours. Um, well, I'd, I'd like to thank RM3 uh, Custom Lures. Um, RM Ward, he, he has done a spectacular job keeping me supplied with the baits that I use. Um, Backlash custom crankbaits. Um, I throw all of his baits. Both of, both of those companies have done a wonderful job supporting me and making sure that I have the tackle that I need. Um, you know, I thank Bassslingers for holding all these tournaments, man, and uh, giving me the motivation to get up every day and, and keep being competitive with all you guys. So, and probably the thing I like the most, man, is like you were saying earlier, the camaraderie again, you know, amongst all of us, we, we fish competitive, but at the same time, at the end of the day, we're all still friends. Yep. Agree. Any, anybody can post a monster on there and you're going to get 20 people telling you how awesome the fish is. You don't see that in a lot of the groups. That's, and, I agree 100%. And yeah, uh, so, oh, glad to glad to meet you wayne and the bass slingers and look forward to fishing with you in a week or so for our duel i know i'm counting it down and look forward to competing in some of these other tournaments and um you know i just want to thank you for taking the time and going over your win and kind of getting to know you a little bit and um yeah thank you very much wayne i appreciate it and tight lines man we'll, we'll i'm sure i'll be talking to you soon Yes, sir. Well, I greatly appreciate it, Josh, and uh, I look forward to fishing against you next week. Um, and best of luck, brother. All right. Same to you, Wayne. Thank you very much. I'll talk to you All later. Right. Thank you. Bye-bye. There's my conversation on this bonus episode with the reigning defending Basslingers champion, Wayne Carlson. Big shout out to Wayne for coming on, going all over his night ops victory, all his tips, strategies, and everything else that went went into bringing home that W. Thanks again, Wayne. I really appreciate it. And I'm looking forward to our duel in a couple weeks. Now, as far as next week's show, I got Blake White Rock Hannigan 
coming on, we're going to talk some kayak bass fishing. We're going to talk some online tournaments and who knows what else we're going to get into. So there we go. Bonus episode, Bass Slingers Unrestricted. My name is Josh Mitchell. Appreciate you guys joining me. You can find me at YouTube at Big Guy Bass Fishing, Instagram, Big Guy Bass Fishing, Facebook, Big Guy Bass Fishing, or Josh Mitchell. You got somebody that you want to see on the podcast, somebody you think I should talk to, reach out, have them reach out. Let's get them on. Let's get it rolling. We'll see you next week.